Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of the podcast at home with me, Nick Graves. Uh, and today, as a guest, I have Alexa. Alexa, what's your last name? Lemoyne. Lemoyne. Okay, Alexa Lemoyne is our guest today. Uh, I actually don't know Alexa like super well. I met her at this really cool place that you should go to, especially on Sundays and Thursdays when there's an open mic called Natura. And yeah, I met you there, and then you guys started showing up to film clubs. So I started seeing you guys there, so. Both very awesome places. Yeah, super awesome places. If you go to UCF, you should go to film club on Tuesdays at 7? Yeah, 7.30 is when they start the movies, usually. So, for anyone who's new to the show, the way the podcast at home works is that really just goes off in any direction, depending on the guest. The guest is more like a co-host, and we just talk about a bunch of random stuff, see where it goes. Sometimes we play a game. I'm thinking about taking the game out because people don't seem to like it. I kind of like it. I, I like how much I don't like it. I don't know. So we'll just see. We'll see if by that time you feel like playing the game. I, you, I was kind of into the idea of the game really? when I heard people play it. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So then we will totally will play it. They go in that direction. Sweet. The improv game lives. All right. Well, starting off with something that I do at least know somewhat about you is, you know, having some interest in film. You come into film club and everything. Would you say that you have like a... It's hard to it's hard to have, I know, like a favorite film, but do you have a film that if someone asked you, it immediately pops into your head? I have usually when people ask that question, I think of movies that I've seen recently that I've really liked. Right. So probably in the last couple years, I really like Shame. 2011, I think it came out, directed mm-hmm. by Steve McQueen. Kind of a downer, but... <laughs> it sounds like it. It's a really good movie. It's about sex addiction. Okay. You can kind of tell what it's about. <laughs> um, then I also think of Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite Wes Anderson. I kind of judge people who don't like Moonrise Kingdom. That's my least favorite Wes Anderson, and I don't like that movie that much. We can't be friends. <laughs> I have to walk out right now. As soon right as you now. said it, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I what, what do you like about it? I think it's a really nice coming-of-age romance with these two outcast kids, and it's really stylized, and it's really, really Wes Anderson, and I really like it. See, I figured that I would love it because it screams Wes Anderson. It's, like, about kids. They're in, like, animal costumes at some point. It's, like, it's in that time period that I feel like he would do really well. But for some reason, when I saw it, I just remember thinking, like, I don't get it. I just, I don't know. My favorite's probably Royal Tenenbaums. I was just about to say, what's your favorite? That's a good one. Royal Royal Tenenbaums Tenenbaums is good. Do you like, uh, have you seen the Darjeeling Limited? I have. I love that one. I do like that one a lot. I don't think it gets enough love. It's not my top three, but I can definitely respect it. What would you say your top three are? Okay. Well, Moonrise Kingdom. Number one, Moonrise Kingdom. Number two, probably Grand Budapest. I haven't seen Grand Budapest. You should. I'm so ashamed. It's also very, very Wes Anderson. Yeah. And number three, probably The Life Aquatic. I haven't seen that one either. You Those should. are the two now that you I have like. To. Now See, I've said it. Nick now Reeves the has to bar watch is it. set. So I, I, I only know that he plays a. Uh, doesn't he? He plays Bowie throughout it, right? Okay, yeah. I saw like one clip of a guy playing guitar, and I was like, "That seems really cool. I should watch yeah. it." And I just never did, but. I am super excited. He has, like, a stop-motion Japanese-inspired... I heard about that, and I saw, like, IMDb, where the voice actors, like, Brian Cranston, Adrian Brody. That makes me so... It's, like, a crazy cast. I'm really excited. He is... My brother hates him, and I don't understand. I... I'm super into... Like, when it comes to seeing, like, a frame in film, 
I am already super into the, into the idea of things being symmetrical. So I can only imagine what it's like for him when he watches movies. Because sometimes I'll be like, just move it like a little more to the left or the right. I can't imagine how... He has to be OCD, at least like to some extent. You know? Probably. Probably. His set design's always amazing, though. Right? Every movie he does, it's like... It automatically looks like a Wes Anderson movie from like the colors to the props to yeah. everything. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's, he does a fantastic job. Now, people are probably tired of talking about this, and... With me saying that, you probably already know what I'm getting at, but I don't care. You know what? Because it's still fresh in my mind. It's still relevant. It's only January. This episode will be released in January. All right. Star Wars. Episode Dude. I could talk about it all day long. Dude. This could be like a whole Star Wars episode. I mean, that's (laughs) fine with me. Like, I saw that movie, and I walked out, and I was like, that was amazing. And then I saw it again, and I'm like, that was amazing. How how did it compare for you to the originals? I actually just got into Star Wars. I okay. just watched the originals maybe like four months ago, three. Oh, four so months it was ago. super fresh. Like, yeah, like, that's awesome. And it felt like a Star Wars movie going in, but it was a good movie too. Yeah, you know how sometimes you watch Star Wars and it's like, oh, it's Star Wars, but it's not necessarily a good movie. Yes, Force Awakens was such a good movie. The Force Awakens is a genuinely like I. I feel that way. I don't feel that way about Empire Return. Actually, I have both of those sitting here. <laughs> I don't feel that way about Empire Return. I do look at those also as like great movies. But A New Hope. I was talking to my friend Anna about this. Um, Anna to finish. That's episode two. You should listen to it. Uh, a New Hope to me is just like a fun movie. It's not like a good movie. It's kind of campy. It's yeah. George Lucas directed that one, so that kind of explains why <laughs> it is the way that it is. Yeah. And that's why Empire is way better, oh, because he didn't direct it. Infinitely better. <laughs> like, Empire feels like the work of just a completely different person, like, entirely. Because A New Hope is, it's fun to watch, and I enjoy it, but I would say The Force Awakens is better than A New Hope. Like, even I, just I would movie. say that too, probably. Right? Yeah. See, I know people complained about it rehashing elements of the original but i was like what movie and franchises don't do that also star wars is so heavily into like drawing parallels and stuff exactly i don't know how you can be a fan of star wars and not realize that star wars loves drawing from so many its own franchise yeah. yeah i don't know now are you a fan of the prequels i like watching the prequels because they're fun because that 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 <laughs> says all it needs to you're like they're fun but not good not even... Do you like episode three, Revenge of the Sith? Episode three... I will fight you on this, Patrick, if you're listening to this. I will fight you. <laughs> it's also fun. That's about all I can say about the prequels. I have a really? lot of fun watching them. Because Anakin's really awkward, and Padme's really, like, into Anakin, and yeah. Obi-Wan is Ewan McGregor, <laughs> and the special effects are really bad. Yeah. I See, I think episode three is just a genuinely solid movie. In episode 3, Star Wars fans would kill me for saying this, I don't care. Episode 3, I think, is even better than episode 4. I just think it's, like, a great movie. I need time to sit down and, like, analyze it because I saw a friend who put who made a Facebook post about it and said all these things, like, as a counter-argument. And I was like, I need to put that much work into saying why it's good. Because I know it is, I just can't say why. Like, I understand the complaints, too, but... I don't know. So you so you definitely think Force Awakens knocks the prequels out. Oh yeah, absolutely. 100%. Okay. Where where do you think that the franchise is going to go? 
from here? Um, I'm not sure. I'm kind of reserving my opinion until all of the movies come out, which is going to be, like, forever, because I firmly believe Star Wars and the installments that they have should be viewed as the whole trilogy. Right. So, I'm not sure where they're going. I know they have different directors and different writers for the next two. So excited about that. Did you not like J.J. Abrams? I did, but the guy who's doing eight, uh, Ryan Johnson, is one of my favorite directors, so I'm, like, pumped about that. I love what J.J. Abrams did, though. You can totally tell J.J. Abrams loves Star Wars. Oh, 100%. Like, he's so about Star Wars in the ways that he so was not about Star Trek. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm not, like, I'm not heavily invested into Star Trek. I liked the first movie. The second one was okay. Then I saw the trailer for the third one, and I was like... I don't know. Did you see the trailer for the new one? I haven't. I don't think it looks good. I a lot of like Trekkies have been complaining about it, and me just as a fan of like the film series he's made, I was like, a lot of people have complained it's trying to be too much like Guardians of the Galaxy, and I can kind of see that. But to be fair though, Guardians of the Galaxy was a really good movie. It was a great movie. It was awesome. That's like the best Marvel movie. I, I, hmm, I really love Avengers. I was, one day, uh, one of my friends was showing me Letterboxd, and I was, I gave Avengers, like, a five out of five stars. That's pretty intense. I know, I'd probably give maybe Captain America, the first one, five out of five. You'd give the first Captain America five out of five, but not Avengers? No. Why? I don't know. I don't, I guess because the Avengers, it's kind of like, let's make money off a superhero movie. And Captain America is kind of like the first one could have stood by by itself. Yeah, it was a it was a genuinely good movie. The first one is real. The first one is such a cool like throwback, like pulp, like kind of. Yeah, awesome right. Movie. Like they could have been okay with just having that one and not making any sequels. Yeah, I'm still surprised you said that though because mo- and I I like that because most people I talk to when it comes to those movies will reference the second one. That's like the big one people talk about, the Winter Soldier. Because it's like, I don't know, grittier, I guess. And I like it a lot. I just. That's like the go to one people talk about is the Winter Soldier. Oh, Bucky Barnes. Bucky, Bucky Barnes. I. My. <laughs> I hate being. Well, I'm not gonna lie. I don't hate it. But I reference old episodes in this podcast a lot, and I'm gonna do it anyway. My friend Artie was on an episode. And he said he was watching it. And when the when it's the reveal that Bucky's the Winter Soldier, one of the ladies in the audience just goes, Oh my god <laughs> I was like I thought it was like a known And I, I love that movie, but I just I don't know, Avengers just I remember seeing it in the theater for the first I say it like it was that long ago. But I had it just I feel like he like Joss Whedon just balanced everything so perfectly because there are so many characters in that movie. Yeah. But Captain America is still a super solid choice. I don't like the Thor movies. I, I've never even seen the Thor movies. I just have no interest in even watching them. They're not... And that makes me even less, like... I'm not excited for Doctor Strange, really, at all. I don't... I don't care. I'm not, like, a huge Benedict Cumberbatch fan anyway, so... Doesn't he look like an alien? Yes, he does. His eyes always bother me. I don't me. trust him. Right? <laughs> I wouldn't trust him to, like... I don't know. What's a super trustworthy thing people do? Park my car. I don't have. I wouldn't a car, let him park my car. <laughs> I wouldn't let him feed my animals. <laughs> I wouldn't let him house sit. <laughs> I just some. I don't know. I don't even like Sherlock that much. I like it, but I don't. I don't know. I'm not super attached to the fandom, and that's actually something else. What a great segue! I wasn't even planning that, but it ended up being perfect. 
the like and I, I hate saying because of the internet because there's a Childish Gambino album called Because of the Internet, which is I, a great album. It is a fantastic album. I was listening to it today, and I'm not trying to reference that, but because of the internet, like fandoms and franchises, it's. It's not that it wasn't easy to be fans of franchises and fandom before, but now it's so much easier to connect to other people who attach to the same things you are. Is there, like, a fandom or a franchise that you have, like, a heavy attachment or involvement in? Not right now, but back in the day, and I say that as if it was, like, years and years ago. It was only, like, three or four years ago. I was really into Tumblr and... The way I got into Tumblr, I guess my first fandom was Inglorious Bastards, yes. the Quentin Tarantino movie. Yes. And there were just like a community of people, and we'd just like make gifts and talk about <laughs> the movie. I watched that movie so many times. That movie, I watched it again last week. That movie is so fucking good. Is that your favorite Tarantino? Mm, probably. Probably. I don't like Tarantino enough to have a favorite. Really? Yeah. I, I get, you know, I just always assumed everyone loved him, and then one day I talked to my brother, and my brother was just like, he's just not even that good, and like, he, he's too indulgent, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and I was like, oh, and I talked to someone else who felt the same way, and I was like, I guess he's not, like, super loved by everyone, you know? No, I, I'm not crazy about him, but yeah. I don't, like, hate him. Yeah, yeah, and Gory's Bastards also is just, I think it stands out from the rest of his work, you know? I mean, it still has, like, the... It's still super violent. He does, like, a lot of the same camera work and everything, but even just making it, like... Well, it's not... It's not historical in, like, a strict sense, you know? Oh, but... no, yeah. Hitler totally got shot <laughs> in the face <laughs> in the multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> I remember as... Well, not a kid. That came out 2009 or 10? I want to say 2009 or 2009? 10, yeah. I, I remember watching it and thinking, like, this is cool, but I shouldn't think this is cool. Oh, I thought it was the most badass thing at the time. But I remember thinking I shouldn't think it's badass because it was so super violent. I was like, oh my god. Like Shoshana and the giant face and burning down the theater. Oh I was god. like, some badass shit. How did that woman not have like the biggest acting career after that role? I know, so she she's a French actress and she's done, she was in Beginners with Ewan McGregor. It's kind of a smaller movie, I guess. I haven't seen that. Um, but she also made her directorial debut oh, wow. last year. Yeah. Nice, that's awesome. Well, do you know what the movie is? I can't recall the name right now. Okay, we can look that up. Yeah, she was fantastic. Oh yeah, that. she's great though. Are there any, um, we're in Oscar season. I don't really care about the Oscars. Man. I don't care about any award Man. shows. I only care because representation is really important and everybody is white. It's so... In a year that just screamed nominate people of color. Every... Especially this year, too. But every year, it's uh. like, you look at the nominations and I'm drinking my coffee in the morning. They come out and I'm like, oh, everybody's white again. Of course. That's nice. And then there's, like, the one token non-white person, which I guess this year is Iñárritu for yeah. The Revenant, which he's a great director. I haven't seen The Revenant yet. Me neither. I'm so excited but too. I trust that he did a good job. Yeah. But he won last year for Birdman. Yeah. So. I I couldn't be more ecstatic for him because, I mean, like, also like you haven't seen The Revenant, but just from what I saw in Birdman, it's just, he's really setting himself apart. But I was like, oh my God, there were so many strong, you know, 
people of color involved in film this year. Especially for the performance category. Yes. Everybody they nominated was white. And I'm like, but what about Straight Outta Compton? But what about <sighs> Tangerine? I don't... Well, oh my... I wish Tangerine even had a chance of being, you know... It's just... That, I think, was the one that I already knew going in. Because I, I thought... And these are movies I still haven't even seen. But just from what I've heard from other people and, you know, what I know of the actors. I was like, Michael B. Jordan will probably get a nomination... Uh, one of the people, I bet the kid who uh, played Dr. J will get a nomination because I heard so many great things about yeah, him. Yeah, he was really good. I heard he was fantastic. But I was like, Tangerine, I just know isn't going to, which is terrible. But I just, I don't understand how... I had this conversation about how in the new Spider-Man movie, uh, you know, a lot of people were saying that they hope he's played by... Uh, um. Donald Glover. Donald Glover yeah, was a popular Yeah, I, I saw that that was, like, the thing that people wanted him to play Spider-Man real bad. Yeah, but what was frustrating about it is that people wanted someone of color to play this part that we're all attached to, and the studio just seemed, like, completely... It just seemed like they weren't paying attention to that, because it's like, this is the third, you know, iteration of this character, and you're having it played by a white actor again. One culturally, it's clear that a lot of us are saying we want something different. So I don't. So with something like the Academy, where you know, they're so involved. I mean, obviously they they're one of the biggest staples in film in this country. How were they not like accounting for like the cultural pool of people like that clearly care about having people of color represented? I don't get what goes through their heads. I ask myself that question every day. I don't. It's so frustrating. I don't understand. I and I, I shouldn't say I don't care about the Academy at all because. I do. What I love about it is that in the past, I would say, decade or so, it seems like independent films have been getting way more attention uh, than they have before. But I just, I don't know. I remember my brother telling me that Woody Allen didn't care about the Academy Awards, and I was like, why well, should listen to him? Because I love Woody Allen. <laughs> and then ever since then, I remember thinking, like, yeah, it is kind of like. I would like to see a version of it where. We celebrate films from the year, but the ceremony is just celebrating films. That would be a really good idea instead of making it like this campaigning contest and competition, yeah. Exactly. Where it's like, let's see how many Weinstein films are going to win. Right. It's like, take a shot every time a Weinstein produced movie wins, you'd probably die. (laughs) And every year I end up heartbroken somehow because when I do get invested, it's only if like one of my heavy hitter guys is involved like last year my favorite film director richard linklater boyhood was nominated and it didn't win i don't think linklater got no he didn't get best picture or best director and i and i i figured he wouldn't but i was just hoping because especially he came from like independent films and everything and i really love that movie so i had like an attachment to it uh i really wanted michael keaton to win best actor but Eddie Redmayne won, and he's probably going to win again this yeah, year. Yeah, oh, the Danish girl makes me so mad. I don't know how in the same, like, award season they could recognize Carol for being the lesbian drama that it is and then nominate Eddie Redmayne for playing a trans character mm-hmm. when that role could have gone to a trans to person. A trans... But, I mean, it's the Academy. Yeah, it's... We're making small progress. <laughs> Very small steps, but, you know, we're we're getting there, hopefully. So, 
Do you have a specific director that you feel like attached to or anything? Or Man, I really love Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen? I I'm, really love him. I haven't him. seen a single Steve McQueen film. What? His one. films are pretty, they're pretty heavy, I, to be honest. What was his last one? He did 12 Years a Slave. Okay, yeah. Very, so very he, heavy. That's what I've heard. But very, very good. I have to like work myself up to watch that. It's pretty intense. All of his work is, actually, which is what I like about it, and he's not afraid to show you that it's intense. Right. He's a really talented director. And does he... He writes his own stuff, too, right? He did not write 12 Years a Slave, I no. don't believe. He didn't write Shame. Okay. And then his film Before Hunger, I don't believe he wrote that either. Okay, okay. See, that's a name I've heard referenced so much, I'm always like, I'm gonna get into their body of work, and I just still haven't. I have a problem rewatching the same movies, like, a lot when I could be spending that time watching new movies, but I don't know. I've watched the whole Star Wars trilogy, like, two times. Really? In the past couple months. Damn. Yeah. I haven't watched the originals in a while, actually. I was planning to before the new one came out, but I just didn't. I don't know why. But I just, I don't know. I'd seen them so much when I was, like, younger and stuff that I was like, I'll remember everything. But I'm, I'm trying to get out of that because sometimes you get surprised, like, uh... Nothing makes me happier than when someone recommends a film for me and it, like, resonates, you know? Like... That's a very special thing, so... Right? Yeah. It's awesome. Because I recommend films for people all the time and their reaction is usually, like, hey, it was okay. It was, it was kinda, all right. It was, like, kind of <laughs> weird. It was all right. Like, every time. You don't know how... In, in high school, there's a movie called Rocket Science that anyone who's listening to should watch it but i just don't want to hear what you think about it just watch it and i'll assume that you love it uh it's directed by i think his name is jeffrey blitz he's directed a few episodes of the office and it's a movie about a kid with a stutter who joins a debate team and anna kendrick is one of the leads in it and it's an awesome movie it's one of my favorite movies I let, uh, I had a crush on this girl in high school, and I let her borrow it, and she returned it, and it was just, Did like... Did she hate it? She was like, it was cute. Just she like that. She hated it. She hated it. <laughs> I know. I know. I was so... She didn't want to hurt your feelings, but she definitely was like, damn, this, made me watch he, this bad movie. He has such shitty days. He wants to be a film student? God. I was so upset. So anytime someone does recommend something for me, and I end up loving it, I'm like, wow, this is awesome. I'm trying to think of the last time that's happened. I think Spirited Away, probably. You just watched Spirited Away recently? I watched it in May, I think. So six <gasps> months. Oh my goodness, that's so weird when people say that, because Spirited Away is like one of those movies that has such sentimental value to me. Really? Yeah. I saw it for the first time when I was like 13 or 14 in theaters, mm -hmm. and I saw it with my mom, and you, you know the plot of that movie and how yeah. it's a coming-of-age story and yeah. your parents and stuff, so... I always cry when I watch it. It's a beautiful movie. I see. I wish I would have watched it when I was younger because I remember people. I have talked to other people, kind of associated with with that, like with youth and stuff. And I don't know. I just held off on it for a long time. It always, it always seemed very weird to me, and it is. But in a really cool it's way. Miyazaki. Yeah, Miyazaki is always going to seem weird to us in some sense. But see, I've only seen two Miyazaki films, <gasps> and the first one I saw was The Wind Rises, which really isn't weird. It's just sad. That's blasphemous. You haven't have you seen Howl's Moving Castle? Nope. Oh my goodness. I know. I and you know what? After I watched Spirit Away, I'm such a fucking like little hipster. I went on Facebook and I was like, it was so amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna watch all of his films six months later. Still only haven't seen watched the, a single one. You lied to all of us. I've only seen Spirit Away. The Wind Rises really hit me, though. And I... That was the first one where I was like, I gotta watch all of his work, and I just didn't. 
Spirited Away was because my friend, that's her favorite movie, so I watched it, and, like, it's it's amazing, but I don't know. I have such a hard time just sitting down and watching new movie. I, I feel that way about 40-minute TV shows. Really? I can't sit and watch a 40-minute drama. <laughs> really? It just seems too long. Are there any that you're invested in at all right now? Oh, I remember you man. singing, like, Luther. Oh, Luther's so good. That's my favorite TV show. Yeah? Ever? Yeah, ever. Wow. Ever. It's that good. Damn. So everybody should watch it. It's really good. I'm going to check that out. Still. But I tried to watch Penny Dreadful. I'm like a season behind because it's just, I got to sit down yeah. and watch it. But Penny Dreadful is one of those TV shows that isn't afraid to go places. Yeah. The places What's that, that it goes. About? It's like, okay, so Penny Dreadful's back in Victorian London were like these pamphlets with stories and drawings that you could buy mm-hmm. and they're kind of like a form of entertainment penny dreadful takes a lot of classic horror characters and just puts them together oh wow like dorian That's... gray's in it okay stuff like that. It's good what channel is this on i think it's on showtime okay because i've heard of it but not like so hmm, i'm trying to think of another walking dead I jumped ship on the walking dead oh i stopped God. watching season four maybe no why? I don't know, because it's a 40-minute drama. I mean, I get it, because sometimes sometimes I do sit down and I'm like, am I really going to watch all of this right now? But if it gets like... I'm watching Mr. Robot right now, for example, and that's getting so intense that every time I'm just already so like in tune to it, but I get it. It's hard to start a show, you know? Oh, yeah, it's hard to start one. Yeah. I haven't started a show in forever. I... Well, Mr. Robot was the last one I started. I've been saying I'm going to watch Twin Peaks, and, like, this is coming from somebody who loves David Lynch, like, a lot, and I haven't watched Twin Peaks because I just can't sit down and start it. And it's only two seasons. Yeah. It's not, it's not a big deal, but it's like... And it's on Netflix, right? Yeah. There's no no excuse. excuse. (laughs) I watched the first episode and I liked it, and I couldn't get through the second episode, and I like David Lynch, but it was just too boring to me, and I have a lot of friends who like it, I just... I don't know, something about it just didn't appeal to me, and I don't know. He's, he's one of those, like, take it or leave it kind of guys. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I'm, personally, I'm a huge fan of Eraserhead. I fucking love that movie. He's such a weirdo. I love it. He is. Have you seen uh, Mulholland Drive? I have seen Mulholland Drive. I hate that movie. I really hate it. I like it. But it's not my favorite. Yeah. It's not my favorite David Lynch. I just, I've read different things about it and I still don't understand what he was trying to do. Uh, there are a lot of his the weirder ones I still haven't seen. Um, but what's the one? It's the old man driving on the, uh, he's driving like a lawnmower across the country to find his brother. It's like a Disney movie that he did and it's really sweet and like simple. But super scenic, too. I know what you're talking about. I can't That's, place it, though. It's such a good movie. And such, like, a not... It's such a David Lynch movie and not a David Lynch movie. Because it's, like, scenic and, like, it has that, like, picturesque quality that he does. But story-wise, it's just... that Nothing weird happens. <laughs> it's just an old man driving, a, like, a lawnmower. But I'm like, oh, man. I love that movie so much. <laughs> it's so good. I love that lawnmower. It's so interesting. What about, um... What's another really strong... Well, one, I'm just happy that the hour-long, like, drama format has taken off so much because so much, like, quality television has come out of it, and I don't think, like, that the sitcom, the sitcom's definitely not dead. I mean, uh, what is it? Big Bang Theory still gets, like, 17 million. Oh my god, they're on season, like, 
what, 11? Something obscene like that? I, I don't understand. <laughs> Have you seen those memes um, on the internet where it's like Sheldor and they just mispronounce things uh, and it I... looks really dumb? No. Like Bazunga. Uh. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's I... so dumb. That show is just... I don't understand it. I, But, you know, I commend just seeing like the process of making things i commend them i guess that they're still on i just don't understand why i don't understand who's still watching it because i don't know anyone personally i don't think who sits down and watches people like making fun of nerds even though nerds like kind of rule the world the world (laughs) basically like you have an iphone thanks steve jobs steve jobs (laughs) you can have flashlights in your pockets now yeah (laughs) you can you can try and get laid on your phones now like it's amazing it's like a swiss army knife of technology i See, I was always kind of stuck with the nerd label when I was in high school, and I would always be confused because I was like, guys, I'm not that much of a nerd. I I would say I'm like a writing and like film nerd, but I got like the stereotypical like, I don't know, people, I don't know, I just didn't understand it, but my brother, who people looked at as like super cool and he hung out with like the jocks and stuff, he would go home and like read anime, like read manga and stuff. That was me in middle school. I never. I had a manga and anime phase. I'm kind really? of ashamed to tell you. You were a, a weebo. I was a weeaboo. <laughs> a weeaboo. I'm sorry. It turned out to be a boo. <laughs> Excuse me. What were like? What were some of the ones that you liked? I want. Uh... That was when Naruto was Naruto. around. He, this guy, Jared Krenzik, is a huge Naruto fan. Naruto's dope. I still like that. I, I stuck around for the ending. I was like, Naruto's ending. I kind of want to know what happens. I just, I would always read just the synops, synopses, synopsises on Naruto Wiki. I'm a little ashamed about it. <laughs> it fills me with regret. That felt so genuine, too. I have a headband that they <laughs> Oh, no. Did you wear it to school? I think I did once, maybe. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Oh man, that's great. That's I awesome. had uh, one of the the robes too, like the evil organization. I don't even remember oh, what they were the called. Akatsuki. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. What were some of your other ones, like manga or anime, that you were into? Uh, that was when I kind of started watching Sailor Moon. I was never one of those people who watched Sailor Moon when they were a kid. That's what I did, yeah. I watched Dragon Ball when I was a kid. Yeah, Dragon Ball I watched still. all the guy animes, basically, okay. not to, like, assign did gender you... stereotypes, but... Yeah, but, like, they were stereotypically, like... The masculine. Did... Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go Super Saiyan. <laughs> Super Saiyan. <laughs> did you ever watch uh, Gundam? I loved Gundam. Gundam Wing was, like, my shit. All of the Gundam that they showed on Cartoon Network I liked, but Gundam Wing was the one where I was like, that's awesome. What was it? Zoids? I watched Zoids, too. Zoids was pretty dope. When I was a kid, I had, like, a crush on the main guy or something. I don't know. <laughs> kind of like the way people have crushes on, what, Kovu from The Lion King 2. Oh, that makes... that That's a thing? Yes. That makes me feel weird. That's a thing. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Because he's a bad boy? Yeah. <laughs> I guess when you're eight years old, nine Eek. years old, whatever. I didn't, I don't think I had a crush, well, I kind of had a crush on Bulma from Dragon Ball Z, but. See, it's kind of like I think like everyone that. did. Yeah, but she's also like a, she's supposed, she's a human being, <laughs> not like a, a lion. Wow, that's, yee. See, I always, uh, I feel bad because I think about my parents and them buying like all these toys and stuff, and I think to myself, when I have kids, I'm not buying them any of this stuff. Oh, I've had that thought too. Right. That's such a waste of money. Right, because I, I had the Zoids in the little 
figure of the dude who sits in the cockpit, and I would always lose the figure, and then I'd be like, guys, I need a new Zoid. My kids are going to have, like, one toy. Right? It's going to be, like, a wooden toy. They're not going to have <laughs> stuff on the walls of their room. Just teach them how to whittle. Yeah. You know, or get them, like, a yo-yo. I had fun with yo-yo. I'll start stuff. them doing an apprenticeship real young. <laughs> Just make sure they don't even know what a toy is. They, they're not going to know what fun is. <laughs> well, see, I wish that when I was a kid, I would have... Well, maybe I don't. Sometimes I think I wish I, my parents would have forced me to like be like artistic, but then I probably wouldn't like art stuff as much as I do now. I was artistic in secret as a kid. Really? Like, I never showed, like, my parents what I... Because I used to write a whole bunch. I never showed them what I would write. My mom would be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just writing. Mm -hmm. And she didn't ask or anything, but... Is that something you pursue now in school? Um, that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I kind of of still am. I'm a journalism major, so... Okay, awesome. I want to do print stuff. Nice. What appeals to you about journalism? I like asking people questions. I like knowing a lot about things. You should start a podcast. Ah, steal your thunder? <laughs> well, hey, hey, hey. I mean, Not the, actually, don't go that far. it's kind of an oversaturated market. Forget I said anything. <laughs> Is there, like, what got you into it? What's the origin story of Alexa in journalism? I actually just changed my major. Really? Yeah, I used to be in the film program to the people hearing this. Abandoned. I did. Jump I jumped ship. ship. That's, I mean, it's cool. It's not cool, it, but... It's not. But it's okay. It's okay. So what is it about journalism that, like... I mean, aside from the asking questions stuff, what was, like, the moment where you were like, I think this is what I want to do? I don't know. I was reading a lot of magazines, and I was reading a lot of articles, and I just kind of thought to myself, I kind of want to ask about different kind of stuff and know about different kind of stuff from right. the people who are good at that stuff. Okay. And write about it and show the world. Is there any specific, like, subsection of journalism you want to get into? I kind of want to do maybe entertainment journalism, not like nice. People Magazine. Yeah. But maybe review shows, interview artists, being the get... person who gets to get drunk at the Golden Globes <laughs> after parties. <laughs> That's all. And you get best of both worlds there. Yeah. Not the drinking and the journalism, but the journalism and the film and TV. That's awesome. Is there... Would you ever go into, like, the social stuff because that stuff's scary i don't even watch the news just because it bums me out so much so would you ever get into like the social stuff like the hard-hitting oh my like... goodness probably not no that's a little scary it's, yeah i would like to do documentary work maybe one day but that's a little different yeah yeah thought hmm no yeah you're right that is different it's the my favorite show i talked about it on the last episode uh the wire I still haven't watched it. It is, oh my god, it's But so... I know Idris Elba's in it, and I have an undeniable crush on him, so... He, he's an amazing, just, human being. And there was a... I think one of the authors of the James Bond's book, James Bond books, a few months ago said that Idris Elba couldn't play James Bond because he's too hood. And I was like, okay, he's like the classiest motherfucker on the planet. They obviously have not seen him. Right? I was... Get out of here. But anyway... He's amazing on that show. He plays a character, Stringer Bell, and he's, like, a total badass. But The Wire, the guy who made it, David Simon, uh, was a journalist. And The Wire is a super, like, socially conscious show where um, um, it, it takes place in Baltimore. And he he tries to kind of go into the idea of, like, what's actually going on in these places. So he's able to use his journalism background to make it. And it's also super sad. So I was like, 
that's another reason I wouldn't want to do it, you know? Because even in making fiction out of it, it still ended up being, like, a real bummer. So, I commend you. I'm going to try my best. Yeah. I'm going to try my best to do that. It's like, yeah. thinking about your career is scary when you're still in college. It's, it's like, I'm going to graduate, and then I'm going to go do things? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. How do I do that? But... You figure it out, I guess. People have careers all the time. Yeah. Is, what would you say, because I've been thinking a lot about that concept as I speak to you, because I have low disk space, I'm going to delete some of the movies I have on my laptop. Um, what would you say is the biggest, and you don't have to answer, I, I don't know if this is like too heavy a question, but what would you say is the biggest fear for you as far as, you know, post-college life? Like Post-college, probably myself just in general or personally rather taking risks and taking chances okay i don't do that very often change freaks me out it's me too so i i don't want to get comfortable i don't want to find a job and then just report for a little bit and like oh this is fine and not take a better opportunity just right. because i'm scared yeah do you have any idea of like what you want to do like, anything specifically you want to do? Like, are you one of those people, like, when I graduate, I'm going to travel the world, or... I'll take it as it comes. Take That's it kind of my philosophy as of right now. That's good. I wish I could do that. I'm too antsy to Oh, me that. too. Usually I, like, have to know everything that's happening, and I'm in a stage in my life where I kind of don't know what's happening, and I'm trying to be okay with that. And yeah. I think it's a lesson that everybody who's too comfortable should learn how to do. I have a portion where I ask for advice. Life we'll lessons. We'll probably skip it on this one. That that's, was perfect. That's what you should do. That was great. Do something in your life that scares you. Yeah, that's that's so true. I am. Well, I'm not going to say I'm trying to do that more, but I'm trying to try to do that more because I really I'm not a I'm not a risk taker whatsoever. I typically my routine is like the same every day, and I'm kind of content with that. But it is important to step outside of your box. You Makes know? you a well-rounded person. Yeah. But I, uh, sometimes it's just so hard to do. And I know it's like a really complainery thing to say, but, you know, just the, there's so much vulnerability that goes into that because then you try to do something different and you like mess up and it's like. Oh yeah. The fear of failure you know? is definitely a deterrent to doing most anything. Yeah. Probably. And see, with a lot of things, with things I am passionate about, I don't have that. Like I do stand up comedy. I like bombing. I genuinely do. If You're I, the only person I will probably ever hear say that. I genuinely, because then it becomes like, how do I get him back? And I remember a few, like last month I bombed at a place called Drunken Monkey. And it was an awful experience, but I loved it because as I'm feeling them not like me, I'm like, I gotta get him back, I gotta get him back. I didn't, but it was still a cool challenge, you know? And I would say really that in just film, like, if I make a, a shitty short, which I've made several of them, then it's like, well, I can learn for the next one. But personal challenges, like if I'm like, oh, I'm going to talk to someone I haven't talked to before, hell no. Man, that's the worst for me. Right? That's the worst. It's like I wouldn't even consider myself a shy person. Mm -hmm. I know people do consider me a shy person. I mm -hmm. consider myself quiet. Same. But I also consider myself kind of socially awkward. Yeah. So it's like... I had a friend who used to, we'd go out and she'd be like, that guy's cute, go talk to him. And I'd be like, absolutely not. I'm not going to go do that, but you can go ahead and do that and I'll watch you. Yeah. And she'd be like, no, 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 but you have to do this. And it's not saying that the next attractive person you see should like 
go bombard them with questions. <laughs> but, again, doing stuff you're not comfortable with. I've been doing that a lot. I've been trying to talk to people more. And you, how has it been going? Has it been going good, or? I cry after every social interaction. <laughs> Wait, for real? No. Oh, I was about to say, I don't want to laugh if you're, like, being serious. I was actually about to say, that's super interesting. Let's get into that. That's great for ratings. <laughs> but <laughs> I, that's so hard for me. I, I have a, see, I'm fortunate in that a lot of times people will come to me, and that's just by luck. Most people I'm close friends with now, especially in the film department, I've just kind of stumbled into knowing. Or they've, or I would just message them and be like, "Hey, do you want to like be on the podcast or something like that?" Like, <laughs> and the guy Artie who was on, I talked to him once, and then we did the podcast together for, and we talked for like three hours. That was the longest one. I don't even listen to that full episode. <laughs> but actually going up to someone and just like, because that's just saying like, "Hey, I, I want something from you." Whether you think that person's attractive or otherwise, you're saying, I want something back from you. Yeah, it's putting yourself out there, too. It's just yeah. making a first impression, which is always scary. Horrifying. I hate it. I hate it so much. But it also gives you an opportunity to connect with another person, and this is going to sound like really kitschy and <laughs> romantic or whatever, but I mean, that's a beautiful thing, making connections with people. Yeah, it absolutely is. Have you seen Punch Drunk Love? <laughs> Is that a yes? I have not seen it. Oh, man. But I know that's your favorite movie. I have it if you want to borrow it. Okay. Okay, let me say this. That movie is like the quintessential, like, connection movie. That's what that is about. Because even if you took out the romantic elements of it, it's still just... I'm not going to go super into that, <laughs> but I just wanted to bring that up when it comes to, like, connection and stuff like that. Because that is super important. Um, I'm trying to think of another filmmaker who does that. I, well, Paul Thomas Anderson in general does that well, like the connecting to people. Um, see, fortunately, I would say we're in a we're around people who I don't want to say this, like the film community here, like at our school and everything. I'd say is pretty. I'd say we're pretty open, you know. And, I would say that too. Yeah, for like, the people I've met and like the people in the class. Yeah, even people who are more extroverted, I feel like I could go up and talk to. Oh yeah, they're super effort. easygoing. Yeah, not like not necessarily meaning you have to like them after that first impression, but yeah. like it's good knowing that you could feel comfortable going up to somebody and that yeah. you have common interests and that they'll talk to you. Yeah. See, how would you feel? I've been struggling with this idea lately. How would you feel if you knew, like, just as a person? Let's say you put yourself out there. Okay, let's say there's some, um, Bruce. You talk to someone named Bruce. I have a Bruce Lee poster. You go up and talk to Bruce, and you can tell Bruce just as a... Let's say you're trying to be friends with Bruce, and Bruce as a, just does not like you as a person. Doesn't that just... What do you do after that? Like, are you okay with that? Because I'm not okay with people not liking me. I'm really not. I'm okay with it, honestly. Really? Yeah. How? I don't know. Probably because this is going to sound weird to say, and I'm going to try and explain myself after I Please say do. it. But I'm judgmental, but I'm not judgmental based on first impressions. Right. But the more I get to know somebody, the more I form an opinion about them. Okay. And the more I decide whether I like them or dislike them based on XYZ. Right. And that's fair. So, I mean, there are a lot of people in the world you're not going to like every person. So that's kind of why I'm okay with it. Okay. See, you're able to, like, rationalize it. 
I feel like I like everyone. I feel like every person I meet, and Jared can kind of attest to that. Would you say every person I meet I probably like? I don't know what it is. I don't, hmm. I don't know. Just, I, unless they do something that's specifically mean, then, you know, but I mean, I can't think of a person I've met in the past year who I haven't, like, liked. I've been pretty lucky that most of the people, if not all of the people I've met lately, I've liked. Yeah. Which, that hasn't happened in a long time. It's nice. It's a, it's a comforting feeling. It makes things so much easier because it's very time-consuming mentally to dislike someone, you know? Yeah. Like, huh. You got to set time aside to think about that person and how much you hate them. Yeah. It's, it's just like, all right, 9, 10 a.m., got to think about <laughs> Jenny and how I hate Jenny. <laughs> you hate someone named Jenny? Or no. Okay, cool. Just making sure. So. <laughs> I don't know any Jennies, actually. I do know a Jenny. She's super cool. Probably doesn't listen to this podcast though, so even that's if okay, I Jenny. We don't hate you. We don't hate you. We don't. Hate, this is the first one she listens to. What about um? Because something I've another thing I've been having a hard time understanding is like um, the idea of like being close to someone and then just not anymore. Have you had any friendships where it's like the deterior the deterioration of it has really affected you or because i've been going through that a lot lately just with people i've known in high school where it's like oh this person is not in my life anymore and that kind of stinks um not that i think about it that way where it kind of sucks because sometimes it's for the better you're a wise person sometimes it's for the better you got to think about that person and wonder how much energy it takes to put into the friendship yeah yeah but i've had that experience where the friendship was i wouldn't say one-sided but it was kind of like i'm helping you out a lot yeah with some stuff and you're not helping me out a lot and it's really time consuming and i'm tired yeah and i don't want to be your friend anymore yeah and then you just kind of stop talking and that's and then you facebook stalk them just to see what they're up to (laughs) very we're getting specific here and i and i like that that's good yeah that's just i don't know just there was a period of time last year where I was like, have you seen the movie Whiplash? I have. I love that movie. That movie gave me so much anxiety. Right? I, the second time I watched that movie, I've only seen it twice, but it is one of my favorite movies, I cried the entire last ten minutes, for real. I just, and I described it to my friends as just like, I don't, my body didn't know what to do, so it was just like, well, we gotta expel, like, something. And just, it was... Just cry, just cry. Just cry. It'll be okay. And something about the way J.K. Simmons looks at Miles Teller at the end, I was like... And I got the wrong message from that movie. I, after I watched it, was telling my friends, like, yeah, like, I think the point was that if you, like, isolate yourself enough, you can become, like, a great artist like that kid. And they're like, that's not what it was about. I, we don't think that was, like, the takeaway. Like, Have you had a music teacher before? Uh, yes, but not like not that. Not like that? I sort of had a music teacher like that. Like J.K. Simmons? Not to that intensity where they're beating me up because I'm not at their tempo. <laughs> but, yeah, the she was just really intense. And it was chorus. And, like, there's a certain relationship that you have with teachers like that. Mm-hmm. Because they do push you to be better, but it sucks. But it sucks. Did you, Would you say that you actually got anything out of their methods? or? Oh, no, I quit. <laughs> was that... But it wasn't because she was necessarily tough, but because I just kind of didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. So you have a music background. I do, actually. What like? Do you play any other instruments? or? I played piano. I actually learned how to read music before I learned how to read words. That's awesome. Yeah, I was playing piano since I was, like, three or four, absurdly young. Oh, shit. Until I was, like, 13. 
Damn. The thing about it, though, is that I forgot all of it. Really? Because oh, my mom would make me practice, and I didn't want to do it. This went on for, like, four years. She was like, you need to practice your piano every day. And I'm like, I don't want to. And she'd make me. So then when I stopped, I just stopped learning everything. Yeah, and then ever... I did chorus for oh, okay. five years. How did you like that? Chorus is fun. Chorus is fun. Would you ever go back to any of those? I want to do music again. I'm trying to learn guitar, but it's sure. hard to do it without... A teacher yeah i like i'm fine teaching myself but to have the motivation to do it every single day it's is difficult little, yeah if you want to get back into music i have a project you can help me with okay i'm working on a song called little seizures and red wine yes no. yes please don't lie to me and be like this is not gonna happen this needs to happen it is gonna happen i don't know why yes. everyone thinks it's not going to it is it's just musicians build hype that's all you have to do. And then by the time it comes out, no matter what people's reaction is, if they think it sucks, if they think it's It's going to be amazing. Yeah. I already know. I already... Yeah. We are... So if you want to get in on that, you know... Oh my god, yes, I do. We're working on it. Me and Ryan Goodwin, we're working on it. Ryan Ganyan will also be on that song. It'll be out in like the next year, I bet. I want to so <laughs> bad. I'll do like the like the jazzy female vocals <laughs> in the background. Like the ooze and the ahs. The ooze and the I'll ahs. do it. I... When we were at Nature the other day... Uh, for anyone listening to Nature, like, which you should go to. Please go. It's a really great place. It's a great atmosphere. The people are nice. It's so I'm just, fun. It's just hyping Nature, but it's, it's, but it's honestly awesome. a really good place to chill. And what would you say the event they had the other day was? It was like a reopening? Yeah, they just, uh, renovated their space. Yeah. So they were, like, debuting that to the public. And you should come and see it. My friend Ryan Goodwin was playing, uh, with this great guitarist, I forget his name, and I almost went up and just, like, freestyled a little season red wine thing. So I was like, Ryan would be cool with it, too. And there are a lot of people, so I can get the message out about it and everything. But I'm disappointed you, know, you didn't do this. I, you know, I was just sitting down talking to someone and I kind of forgot. Because I actually wish they had had an open mic that night because that was packed. That was, like, the most people that had ever Oh, been yeah, and there. then I went the next day and there were not as many people. Really? Oh, yeah. wait, the next day was Wednesday or Thursday? Uh, I want to say Thursday. Thursday, okay. I was gonna Which go. was open mic night. Yeah, I I forget why I didn't go. I had a reason. I had, like, a good reason. I was hanging out with my roommate. <laughs> that's my that good. is a good reason. Yeah, that was my, that's my good reason. Um, oh, man, what else do I want to get into? See, you said music, and that opens up a whole nother, like, Yeah, like, music of, is like... one of those things, because, like, I have a good ear, mm-hmm. and I'm not just saying this to, like, blow smoke up myself, but... Mm-hmm. I have a really good ear for pitch, and it kind of makes me upset that I kind of have let it go to waste mm-hmm. these past couple years. Right. I want to get into that. You should. Especially, I mean, you can tie that in the film, too, like, yeah. you know, the scoring and everything. Uh, did you have a preference between, like, the... What's what's the vocal thing called? Uh starts with a P. Like, the instrument of the voice. Do you have a preference between, like, chorus, singing, and, like, piano? I liked piano. Yeah. I would relearn piano. Okay. Did you have a style that you preferred? Like, no. were you like classical or just like... Yeah, it was like... a lot of classical lot stuff of classical. that we ended up practicing. I had two or three recitals. Okay. One of them was a Christmas recital, and then the other two were just classical pieces. Nice. I did like a little... Oh, I did like keyboard. I was in a keyboard class, but I just never got very good at it. And I'm kind of one of those people who if I don't have like a natural like spark with something, I'll just kind of stop. Even though I practice makes perfect, but... I know, and learning a musical instrument is one of those things where it's kind of like, it's not that you suck, it's just that you have to learn how to play it. Oh, yeah. Like, I've been trying to get into guitar consistently for the past 
I don't know, since August of mm. last year. And it's just like, I don't know where to put my fingers. Yeah. I don't know how to make this not hurt. Yeah. And it's going to stop hurting. You just got to keep practicing, I guess. Yeah. No, that's absolutely true. Uh, I used to be super into guitar. And then I stopped because I realized I was good for sure. I wasn't great, but I was good. But I'd reached a point where... It, I was only going to get better if I practiced, like, a lot, mm -hmm. and I just wasn't willing to put in that amount of time. Like, the amount of time I spend writing and working on, like, comedy or film stuff, I'm not willing to do that with music. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just a music fan, and I'm okay with that, I guess. So yeah. you like music. I'm going to switch it up for you. I, What's I, something I that it. you've been listening to recently that you like a lot? Something I've been listening to? Hmm. Oh, man, that's tough. That's tough for me. Oh, there's a really great... Well, a quick one I'll throw out. Kanye dropped a new song called Real Friends, which I love, and I listen to it all the time. Um, and there's an artist named Liam Betson uh, who made an album last year, and it's like a folk album, and it's super sad, which That's I... That's up my alley. I love that kind of stuff. And it's one of... He has one of those voices where he's not a particularly good singer, but he sings with a weird kind of conviction, and the lyrics are very poetic. Uh, he does great guitar work. So, yeah, leave him bets in if you like that kind of stuff. I will. I love sad folk music. Right. Like, I can't even lie. Like, that's probably my favorite genre of music. What are, who are some of your artists that you like? Anybody who knows me who's listening is probably going to, like, be like, of course. But <laughs> Sufjan Stevens. Oh, okay. That's a good one. I saw him when he came in November. I cried. Really? I cried like a baby. I know, like, maybe one song by him. Then you came to save us, all things go. Oh, yeah, Chicago. That's yeah. the song because it was in Little Miss Sunshine, I believe. I don't know if that's where you know it from. I, I just knew it because Pandora. But, yeah, it was in Little Miss Sunshine. He's really sad sometimes. That's he gets weird. sad. Really? Yeah. Okay, now I have to check him out. <laughs> Sad folk music. Sad folk? Do you like uh, the microphones? I've never heard of them. They, it's kind of one guy, but he has other musicians, but that's another one where it's like, if you like sad folk, he's in, he just gets pretty intensely sad. What's another, who's the big one? Uh, he was, he had a song in Royal Tenenbaums. Um, ooh, what's that song? Elliot, Elliot something. Elliot something. He's like a folk singer from like the... Well, not... It's kind of like alternative rock, but like folky. I forget his name. Someone listening probably knows. It's Elliot something. You'd probably like him too. Probably. Type in Elliot something. Elliot something <laughs> Elliot and it'll come something right up. Elliot something and it'll come up, yeah. Who are, who are some of your other musicians you like? Not necessarily like sad folk, but anything. I really like... I do like Kanye. Kanye's I'm not awesome. even one of those people who are like, oh yeah, I like Kanye, but no, I like Kanye. Right? He's like just I want to, I want to play a Kanye song at my funeral. <laughs> Which one would it be? Devil in a new dress. <laughs> That's a good choice. I want to play that at my funeral. I'm gonna as soon as I like have money to buy to hire a lawyer, I'm gonna make a living will. That's the first thing going on it. <laughs> to play a Kanye song, I because you know you, you get caught up in like the social stuff of it all, but I'm like he's just talented. He's just a super talented dude, you know? He Doing is. what he does is hard. What about, um, hmm. I'm trying to think of someone who's, like, Kanye adjacent. Um, he said because of the internet, so you like Gambino. I do like Gambino. He's awesome. I missed the chance to see him live twice. I already talked about this. When has he though. been here? He, well, wasn't here. He played in Gainesville a few years ago for free. And my roommate went. I know he, um, played... 
a while back at Park Ave CDs for free. What? Which is... I didn't know that. Yeah. If anybody doesn't know Park Ave CDs, Park Ave CDs is a really cool record store on Corin in Baldwin Park, near Winter Park. Yeah. I got that You Blew It poster there. It was pretty awesome. I love that place. That place is awesome. It is really cool. I bought... I felt lame because You Blew It's a band from Orlando and I bought them beer and I was like, this looks just like the most fanboy thing ever. Like, I really like you guys, so I wanted to give you something... But that place is dope. Actually, if I ever met one. any of the artists that I'm into, I'd probably just cry. My sis- I'd cry in front of them. See, I used to never understand that. And then as I got older, kind because of, my sister, I remember being like, if I ever met Julian Casablanca, I'd probably just like break That's down the guy from tears. The Strokes. Yeah. That's like every like 16-year-old girl's <laughs> fantasy. Now, the thing is, my sister's 23, and I bet you she still feels this way now. Where she's like, if I met him, I would just like break down. And I didn't understand it, but then I thought about it, and I was like, if I met Paul McCartney, I'd probably shed a tear, too. Uh, funny that you say that. I just started listening to the Beatles. I thought you were about to say I just met Paul McCartney. So like, Hold <laughs> up. Do you like him? I do. They're awesome, right? I never, like, disliked the Beatles, but I hadn't, like, gotten in-depth into their discography. Right. What I kind of don't like about the Beatles, which I get massive shit for all the time, is that I kind of don't think they were as influential in their music as people think they were. I've heard this. My sister says this, too. But I can respect their music and recognize that they're good musicians see that's a fair diplomatic answer yeah my yeah my my sister is one of those who's just kind of like her thing with it was like they're definitely good but i feel like there have been musicians who've had more significance after the beatles or even before that don't quite she thought it she felt more like it was kind of a right place right time kind of thing with oh her, yeah absolutely you know but I just love them so much. I used to be a huge... I mean, I still am a huge fan, but I like an avid listener, and Paul McCartney was like my, you know... The, he was probably my Sue John Stevens, just without the sadness, you know? He doesn't play like... Well, he has some sad songs, but, you know... Paul McCartney, the, I think, is the better singer. He is! The, like, the songs that John Lennon sings, I'm like, Paul McCartney should have sung this. He has a nasal... John Lennon has a nasally yeah. voice, like Bob Dylan. You know, and I love Bob Dylan, but... And then I started having these opinions about the Beatles, and I'm like, who am I? Who, who, who am have I, I become? really? <laughs> Would, do you ever have... You don't have to talk about it if you want. I've just been getting into these discussions lately. Have you, do you have weird dreams? I have weird dreams all the time. I don't have weird dreams. I have fucked up dreams. Really? I have fucked up dreams in the way that it's like, why would you even think about this? Like, why would you torture yourself? Yeah. Like, about sad stuff. Stuff that'll make me either sad or upset or mad. See, I... But I don't have weird dreams. No? No. Are you happy that you dream? Because sometimes I'm like, that was a waste of time. I like dreaming. Yeah? Yeah. I would like dreaming if I could lucid dream. I tried to learn how to do that uh, a while ago. Me too. It's hard. It's super I gave hard. up after like a week. I kept getting sleep paralysis. I was like, I don't care that much. It's ho- it's... You've had sleep paralysis too? I hate it. It's terrifying. It I've only so had much. it like twice in my life. But it's scary. I, I'm one of those, I would, like, lay awake, and I'd be like, just move your finger, just move your finger, and it would take a while, and I would just be like, oh, like, it's such an unpleasant experience, I hate it, and every time I try to lucid dream, it happens, and I just gave up, because if you can lucid dream... That's a dream, good reason to give up, though. It is, but I still want to do it, because I was like, if, if I can lucid dream, I can fly around and just do some dope shit, but I can't do it, apparently. My dreams are really, like, I had a dream that my left hand got cut off the other day, I've been trying to figure out what it means. Are you in Star Wars? It means you're in Star Wars. 
Oh shit! I'm Luke it means Skywalker. you're a Sith Lord. It means oh, a damn. lot of things. Oh no, Jared! Told him Jared is missing part of his thumb. I'm not gonna be like you. I just been. <laughs> I'm. I'm not left hand dominant. So I've been trying to figure out like. It's okay. Like, we can get you a bionic hand if that happens. That would be pretty cool. That if would it worked cool. like the one in Star Wars. Luke's hand in Force Awakens. Looked so cool. It was awesome when he put it on R two D two. Yeah, I was like, that was dope. That was dope. I. That Luke reveal to me, man, that's the perfect way to end anything. Any movie, I'm saying every movie that's ever come out ever should be re-edited so that Luke is at the end of it. Every movie. Citizen just staring, King, just Cosmo staring. Punk, just staring, just like he does. I think that would be amazing. Oh, man. What up? Hmm. I'm trying to think of what else we can get into. This has been a good one. I wanted to do the advice part, but you already gave We already good did advice. the advice like, part. Do yeah, shit you're not comfortable with. You did good advice with, yeah. yeah. So we can go ahead and go to the game. If you want to play the game. People I do, usually I don't want to try it. my hand at the game. That's so surprising to me. No one ever wants to play the game. I feel like it's a challenge now. It is. I, I want to know. I barely ever want to play it, but then I'm like, okay. the I tried to explain it to my friend is the fun in it is that it's uncomfortable for everyone. That's true. Right. And it's kind of like an improv game, right? Yeah. See, I'm a theater kid. I did theater in you high school. You were a theater kid? Yeah. Me and Jared were theater kids. Jared's like, yeah. So I've played an improv game or two in my time. That's... Okay, did you ever go to... Did you go to high school in Florida? Yeah. Did you go to, like, state festivals and stuff? I did. Like in Tampa? I don't know where... Maybe it was in There's Tampa, like but I've, I've been to districts and I've been to states. Districts once. and states. Okay, yeah. Yeah, states... States, I think, were in... States were in Tampa, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I miss theater so much. What did you do? Were you like an actress? Or I acted once. Um, I kind of want to get back into acting, mm-hmm. even though I'm kind of uncomfortable in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to get over that. So I know the film people are doing their directing one class. I want to act in some. You should. Yeah. That's a perfect way to get into it, too, or get back into it. But um, I did. I acted once. I did a lot of lighting work. Okay, cool. I did a lot of stage managing. Nice. Very nice. Stage managing was never my... I don't have the personality for that, <laughs> but... I'm fairly organized. I did it two or three times, nice. I believe. Do you know... Do you remember what the shows were? Or like, self-produced stuff? I can't even remember. Yeah. Most yeah. of high school is like... A blur? A blocked-out hole. Were, you were one of those who didn't have a good time in high school? I did not have a great time in either. high school. No. Are you one of those also who's like... Because I always get confused when people say they miss it. I'm like, I don't fucking miss it. What do you miss about high school? Right. Being awkward. Right. I was in a lot of AP classes, so I just remember being stressed out a lot. Oh, yes. I don't miss any of that. We did, like, the AP adjacent IB, which is also terrible. It's a terrible program. It's similar to AP. It's just a lot of work that doesn't really help you with anything, you know. That's gross. I hated it so much, and all... I would get so much shit because my friends would want to, like, go to the beach on weekends and stuff, and I would only want to stay home and, like, watch Buffy, and they would always get Yeah, because you're me. doing so much crap during the week. You just want to chill. That and was, the like, beach isn't chilling to me. junior year and senior year, I started doing more theater stuff, and then I took the most AP classes. I think I took five mm-hmm. each year. So I was, like, crazy busy during the week, and then on the weekends, I'd just, like, sleep in until three o'clock because I'm so tired, and then get up and do homework. High school sucked. <sighs> High school did suck. I don't get me wrong. I haven't been having an amazing time in college either. But just if you're comparing the two, it's apples and oranges. One of those things is delicious. And one, well, actually, apples and oranges are both good. Um, oranges are far more superior, though. Far, in my opinion. 
Apples are far. like hard. Jared's like hell no. <laughs> Apples are hard and they brown up. I was that was super loud. I I was just telling someone the other day that I like mushy apples and they thought it was gross. No, I like mushy apples too. Right. And I I eat the entire apple. I don't half step anything. I, I cut the, it up so I can eat the whole thing. Right? Even you're talking even like the the inside part, right? Yeah. The core. Jared, did you hear that? I always get so much information about that. Eats the whole thing. Yeah, I eat the whole thing. It's wasteful. Why waste it? <laughs> this is a bonding moment. This is a bonding moment. I don't like wasting food. Me neither. Me neither. Like, I'll this... admit, I'm a scavenger for food, but if somebody leaves something on their plate and they're not going to eat it, I'm like, can I have that? Right. Don't throw it out, because... My friend, I won't say any names, my friend who's kind of sitting in this room right now was eating dinner with me earlier, he took two bites of a salad and was like, I'm going to throw this away, and I was like, I'll eat it, or just save it for, I'm getting a little hyped up about this, okay, let's go to the improv game, Jared, would you like to play the improv game with us? He's like, you didn't like it the first time, did you? That's fine, most people don't, okay, the game we're, <laughs> the game we're going to play is called Blank and Blank Riding Bicycles, um, Basically, if you haven't listened to the show before, uh, Alexa will pick someone for me, I'll pick someone for her, character, celebrity, doesn't matter. And we'll just do an imitation of those two riding bikes. That's it. That's the whole game. Are they, Are we riding, like, one of those bicycles with the really big front wheel? Are we riding a bicycle, a two-seater you. bicycle? How dare you. People always ask me all these specific questions. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I need to know. We are riding... It's important. Okay, we're riding. Do you have a type of bike that you'd prefer to ride? I mean, I have my own personal bicycle. Okay, you could you could be riding like whatever Alexa's bike is in real okay. life. Okay, but what is that? It's a sports road bike. A sports road bike. It's really expensive. I don't ride it as much as I should. I will be riding a. I'll be riding a bicycle built for two, but it's just me on it, it's so just... it's extra hard to okay. like, balance it. Okay. Do you have anyone? I'm trying to think of someone for you to... It has I, to be somebody I know. I always give... Sorry, it's so stupid. I always give people Obama just to hear everyone. I just want to hear everyone I know do an Obama impression. <laughs> Can you do a Bernie Sanders impression? Oh, I could try. Okay. See, I appreciate that you're just game to do it because everyone else is always <laughs> That's like, the first oh, rule no. of improv. You say yes. Right? Okay, thank you. And I suck at improv, but I still am like... Oh, I'm really bad at it. But... I'm so... Uh... So I don't know why I decided to put this game on the podcast, but I did it, so... You gotta stick it. with it. Stick with it. Oh, God. My next guest probably isn't gonna want to do it, but now we just have to keep it going. Force them through it. They'll enjoy it. They'll come to learn. Patrick and Peyton had a good time, but they were also really good at it. I'm yeah. trying to think of... Who did JW do? I can't remember. I just remember it was really weird. It was really awkward, <laughs> but I loved that. It, I love... Okay, before we get in the game, I just want to, you know, for because I have a feeling if this podcast ever does get traction, there will probably be a lot of people like me and you and a bunch of the other guests I've had on it who are kind of, to some degree, awkward people or self-identify as awkward. And sometimes it's good. Oh, well, okay. This is this is one way I do make myself do somewhat scary stuff is to sometimes do things that will seem awkward, but just to go through it anyway. Because, like, for example, the podcast with JW, it would have been so easy to just stop and, like, re-record and do a new episode. But I was like, I like this. Yeah, it's good to just have it the way it is. Yeah. Know? Okay. My spiel is done. Um, okay, so you're Bernie Sanders. I'm Bernie Sanders. I'm... Who am I? <laughs> Should we go with a political theme? Oh, God. 
That could be that could be hilarious. Oh man. The elections are upon us. They are. I'm I promise you I'm just gonna sound like Nick Graves. <laughs> with like a slight twist. Bane. Bane. <laughs> I did used to do a killer Bane. Although it probably wasn't as good as I thought it was. You're like, yeah. <laughs> let's let's get political. Um Oh boy. I'm Bernie Sanders. Do you want to be Hillary Clinton? Oh, Lord. <laughs> I mean, I'll try it. It's going to be really bad, but okay. Hillary Clinton or Trump, man. Oh, God. I don't want to be Trump just on principle alone. I don't even want to pretend to be him in a stupid improv game. Yeah, I'll be Clinton. <laughs> oh, man. See, if you... I can do Bill Clinton. Do Bill Clinton. Okay, I can do... I'm excited about this. You know we're I can two, do Bill Clinton. We're two Clinton, old men. Like, two old men riding, riding bikes. Bicycles. Bill Clinton is struggling on a bike made for two. I'm going moderately fast because moderately. I'm old, but I have a fast bike. But I have... All right, let's do it. You want to start? Okay, I'll do my best Bernie Sanders voice. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Blank and blank riding bicycles and go. We're, go- we're going too fast. <laughs> I regret this Oh, I'm so going much. fast. You're not going fast. You need to go faster. Bernie, I think that you should get a nicer bicycle. <laughs> I can't get a nicer bicycle. It costs taxpayers money. <laughs> well, you know what? I hope my wife Hillary beats you in the upcoming elections. <laughs> you know what? That may happen. But I've crowdfunded money. I can't do this <laughs> I anymore. This I bicycle. can't. Oh God! You know what? And the election is mine. Ugh. <laughs> I hate this game. Even doing it now, I don't think I like it anymore. Socialism that Americans don't understand. <laughs> I, I, I'm like basically begging you to get out, and you're like, "Nope, we're finishing it up." God, I need a new improv game. I need a new game. I need a new life. Jesus Christ, what a oof. You know my other game? Blank and blank go to a party. Blank and, ooh, that actually sounds... Blank and blank are drunk at a party. Blank and blank are drunk at a party. Do we still want to be political? Bane. I'm not going to do Bane. <laughs> That's the question. If I do Bane, will you do Batman? Yes. What's another Batman character? Batman. I said another Batman Robin. character. Robin. Will you be Robin? No, I'm not playing. Motherfucker. Okay. Okay. Bane. Alfred. Alfred. The penguin. Wait, which one am I going to be? Oh, be Bane. Oh, be Bane. Which one do you want to be? I'll be Batman. Batman? Are we talking Christian Bale Batman? I mean, either way, I'm a girl. I can't do a gravelly <laughs> voice. I can try. It's going to sound really weird, though. Okay. But I'll be Christian Bale Batman. Christian Bale Batman? Okay, so we're at a party? Yes. Okay, let's do it. Are we drunk? Are we drunk at a party? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Jared's like, yeah. Okay. Okay. You start. I'm not starting. Bane. Bane. <laughs> I'm gonna batarang you. Once I can find them. Find who? My batarangs, Bang. I can't. I can't find them. Bane, I'm gonna batarang you. I don't like the sound of that, Batman. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the Batmobile. It's in the garage, but I'm gonna go down there and I'm gonna get the Batmobile. And it's gonna be over, Bane. Fine, but first take this shot of whiskey. Bane, there's no time for this. <laughs> Bane, it's over between you and I. 
I think that I am going to find a new party, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that Bruce Wayne has a pretty good party going on. But Bruce Wayne is not here. Uh... <laughs> Bane. Bane, have you ever seen Batman and Bruce Wayne in the same room? Now that I think of it... I have not. Is there something you want to tell me, Batman? No. No. <laughs> I want to tell you that Bruce Wayne is having a really good party, but I'm going to batarang you first. After you batarang me, can we go to the party together? Yes. We did it! Got through the improv game. That, you know what? New... Officially, this is the podcast at home history. The new game is Blank and Blank Drunk at a Party. That's a much more fun game than Blank and Blank Riding Bicycles. Improv game lives, people. I'm still doing it. <laughs> How did you feel about this episode? Did you have fun? I had a lot of fun. This was a great episode. I'm, I like it so much that I'm tempted to release it tomorrow, but I have to wait till Thursday because I don't... You know, what if I record next week and then I have to cancel it for some reason. Then I don't have an episode for Thursday. And the podcast at home, as listeners know, is released every Thursday. So I'll just have to sit just on wait. it until then. The anticipation, just wait. you know? Exactly. Yeah. I think people really dig this episode. I had a lot of fun. Thank you, Alexa, for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Jared, for being here, sort of. Thank you, Jared. <laughs> uh, Alexa, if you want to come back to the podcast at home, you're welcome anytime. Um, the song you're going to hear at the end today, uh, once again... I kind of dropped the ball on having a song prepared. Um, so I will actually just tell you about it in the little epilogue thing I do uh, at the end. I tried to kind of stop doing that and incorporate it into the, like, the recording I do with the guests. But, you know, too bad, so sad. So, goodbye. Thanks Bye. a lot for listening, you guys. Hey, everyone. This is just my uh, little outro for this episode. Um, the music you're going to hear is a song called Ellipses by Lavender Winter whose music I've actually had on before. Uh, it's this awesome artist named Quinn who records under Lavender Winter. You can check out his stuff at uh, questionrecords.bandcamp.com. Um, and on their front page, they'll have Lavender Winter's new album. Uh, you can also uh, check him out at lavender-winter.bandcamp.com. And he's also on SoundCloud. If you uh, go to soundcloud.com slash lavenderwinter. All right, thanks a lot for listening, you guys, and I'll see you next time.